You're listening to Common Ride With Me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm your newcomer. This week, we looked at two, the first two episodes of Common Rider Black RX and its American adaptation, Mast Rider. Ectophase, activate. <laughs> Hen. Shin. I am so excited and full of energy for that extra day of the year we got. <laughs> ah, use that for activities. How about you, James? Yeah, let's use it for the pod. How about that? <laughs> yeah, one extra pod day of the year. Rise and pod, as they say. Rise and pod. But no, uh, so how are you this week, James? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? Last pod, I forgot to ask you how did your, uh, your new pod go with your, with your lady friend. Yeah, uh, that. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys postpone it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, we just thought, okay, let's look, let's go. And like, it was the kind of thing where I was like, okay, you want to do podcasts? I've made an intro and I've made some art. And then it was like, oh no, like I don't want a podcast. Okay, well I'm gonna <laughs> just take a step back. You're my girlfriend. Supposed to be fun. So- All the work's done. We just have to talk at some point. <laughs> So it's there whenever you guys are ready. (laughs) Yeah. My girlfriend's the exact same way. Like, uh, she wanted to do like a blog and we like bought a domain and everything. And then she's like, okay, I'm gonna wait. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, was like, okay, here's this art. Here's the song. We just have to record for like half an hour, 40 minutes. And then I will make that sound good. And then it was kind of like, Ooh, (laughs) okay. I get it. It's a lot. I'm sure it's some of our like listeners are looking forward to it. So that's sad news, man. Yeah, but we might be bouncing back with Vampire Diaries by this time this pod. And yeah, um, wow, that's a bad show. <laughs> but no, um, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, the same old, uh, watching as much or uh, as least as possible trying to. Uh, I just watched the new uh, Sonic movie. Um, so I saw a post that said it was the best video game adaptation of all time, and I financially, say, I wouldn't say it was that good, but it was way better than I expected. Um, which is weird because I didn't really have any expectations at all. Um, I was more impressed that they actually took the initiative to go re- redesign Sonic, so I had to go support them for that. But uh, overall, um, it was cheesy. Kind of reminded me of one of those movies I watched when I was a kid, like on Disney Channel, <laughs> which was probably the demographic that they're going for. Take your kid to go see it. Um, but they did a really good job. Um, it was some cool action set uh action set pieces. Uh there is a uh bonus scene at the end, which was fucking amazing. And I fucking screamed out like a little kid and everybody looked at me and I didn't care. But uh <laughs> it was super fun. If you guys haven't went to go seen it yet you should definitely go see it um but uh yeah i saw that and that's about it so far how about you yeah i heard there was like a scene at like the tail end that people like really liked um but i um would give anything 
to see the Sonic movie that came out in like 1994. Like I would have loved to see like when Sonic first got hot and they just like immediately made like a movie. I would I would give like anything to be like, okay, what is the movie that came out hypothetically could have came out that was like live action Sonic? Yeah, how, how would they have done that? Would have done like a like a Space Jam type, like have him like 2D cartoon running around? Because I don't think the CGI back then could keep up with what's going on right now. Maybe it would have been like the Garbage Pail Kids movie, like all like slimy, like very greasy, like weird puppets or like people in suits might have worked yeah i think suits would have been a little bit too weird for me <laughs> uh like at times uh well i guess i'll save it for the pot because i know furbus looks like a fucking Chuck and cheese character <laughs> a fucking furbus i can't even get into furbus out of context furbus fucking <laughs> furbus wishes he looked as good as sonic's fingers before he got redesigned yo mass rider Furbus is actually the best character on that show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a hot uh, take. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if you're wrong there. Furbus might be the only character of an arc there. Like Furbus, I would say he's the only like, character really that matters on Mass Rider. I would say that. <laughs> no, like I was gonna. So speaking of Furbus, um, if he was plated in gold and diamonds and sold to Lakeith Stanfield, he would be in, in uncut gems. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's the only thing I thought the whole time I was watching Mass Rider. I was like, this motherfucker looks like a Furby, like straight up. I don't know what came first, the Furbus or the Furby, but damn, they're definitely cousins for sure. I would love to hear that song. Put that Furbus in that Furby. Just like this. <laughs> like, uh, no, there's just. Dicks, dicks, dicks. <laughs> No, honestly, like we're feeling hot. We should just like skip right to that right there. But no, um, this week we looked at Black RX wanted two, then Mass Rider wanted two, and yeah, uh, let's go over to that. I forgot we didn't even do the intro yet. <laughs> yeah, good. And we are back. So first things first, two weeks ago, we looked at Kamen Rider Black, which we liked. Like, it was like a very 80s, like it showed its age, but like we liked a lot of its like ambition for the most part. Now for Black RX, we kind of had different feelings. It seems like it was a very different kind of show. I wasn't under impression that I was on an acid trip and I don't remember taking acid. Uh, the first two episodes was very reminiscent of what happened in Kamen Rider Black. But mm-hmm. instead of ghosts flying around, they decided to pick up on motorcycles <laughs> and fuck shit up that way. Uh, there's a lot more characters in RX, like at the beginning, than it was in Black. But uh, I wanted to ask you, have you finished both of these series or have you watched? Like, no. Okay. I'm like, I didn't know if like you watched like the whole series and you like you're an expert about it or if you just like checked in here and there. No, like, I've seen a lot of Kamen Rider series, but I haven't really gone back to lots of the ones, like, from the 70s and 80s, more than, like, just to, like, look at them a little bit. Okay. But, um... They're so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Very odd. Like, Black felt like it was trying to be less weird than a lot of the shows before it, 
and RX felt like, okay, we did a really popular show so much as it's going to get a sequel that let's go back to the weirdness and then get canceled, I guess. Yeah, they like leveled up the weirdness with this one. And I couldn't really comprehend what the fuck was going on. Like, I guess, you know, like he, I guess something took place in Black. They brought him back and they were trying to pry him away from his family to become, I guess, part of their little, what was it? The crisis? crisis team some shit like that the crisis empire yeah crisis empire and then he refused right and then did they send him somewhere or was he just like in a trance when he was like just flying in the air like they destroyed his like ability to to transform then just like left him in space yeah and they did what and then like put him in space oh they like just like left him in space they were like okay oh he was actually in space floating around like that yeah, like oh. to, to die or whatever. Oh, okay, and then he lands on back on Earth. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. It's weird to say, but for like Black, it was a pretty easy plot. It was okay. Two child, like two children, are born during an eclipse. So a cult kills one of their dads. They're raised together. Then on their birthday, when they're like young men. They are taken in by this cult to like be part of this like ritual. Right. That's a pretty easy plot yeah, line to follow. I'm all like, for that. It's pretty simple. And like we like get introduced to that from like here is like here's Totoro like running from this cult. And like the plot of like Black was he fought that cult. And like where Black like Black RX starts is um he beat the cult, and this is like actually like two weeks if you're watching like maybe like a year in the canon of the story but it's like okay he beat the cult his sister and like girlfriend like they go to america he he meets his family stays with them gets his helicopter license and just like is their random older brother now and gets like a white jacket like instead of like his black one which yeah, is okay. like the pilot thing threw me off i'm like this motherfucker's a pilot now that shit was so fucking confusing. I didn't know what the hell was going on. But I will say this is the best suit by far. Like my hands down favorite camaraderie suit. Like it's the best. Uh, the bike's the best. And I guess he gets a car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't see it in Black RX. But yeah. yeah. Like the uh, like fourth episode is called like the car of light or whatever. Okay. So yeah. But no, um, like. I really love this suit. It feels like a natural extension of the like first suit as being like a weird mutation. Cause like what happens is this alien empire comes and says, Hey, join us. He says, no. Then they like leave him for dead in space. But like, because he's like the child of the sun, his powers mutate, which like is cool. Like it's cool. Like you say, like here's like this character who's like, has their like powers changed. And like, it's like them continue continuing on which is like not a lot of shows get sequels like that have the same character so it's cool to see like how their how their like abilities change but his like suit looks so good yeah the the best for sure and like one small thing that like i never noticed but uh that um chest panel for him is um it looks like a solar panel which is like a like very nice Hmm. i gotta pull this up real quick but yeah um no, like I like like that he's green, but he's dark green. So like, yeah, like whatever. But um, there's no real through line here besides he's just a character that we like. So he got a sequel, and like there's some stuff I like here though, like how the kid is looking at comics 
and sees in the comic what's about to happen in real life. Yo, that was the best. That was the best scene of the the first two episodes for sure. Like that was really really good. I really did like how they set that up. And for the monsters to steal the bikes, <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And the kids chased them down. I'm like, what group of kids are actually going to chase down like some aliens for their bikes? Like modern day society, the kids would probably be frightened and run the other way. I don't know what kind of hardcore upbringing these kids have, but they wasn't playing that shit. They wanted their bikes back. <laughs> I feel like kids in the 80s were just like different though. Cause like, look at like weird movies like The Wizard where like, it'd be like, oh, let's just like travel across America. We're kids. We could do this. Like, I'm not sure if that's just like people not knowing about the world and writing kids. Well, wait till we get to talking about the kids in the 90s. Talk about <laughs> weird upbringings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But no. Yeah. What Black RX kind of made me think of, honestly, was um, when Dark Knight Rises came out and there was like Kevin Smith having that like major clip where he was just like crying because Batman finally had like a happy ending where he like got to stop being Batman. Mm -hmm. And like, it's cool that there was like this whole moment where it's like, here's this character in like, in like Kotaro who like is happy and he like has like his end point. He's like, just him living like his normal life but also just his arc is over and you just throw him into like something else that has no real meaning which i get he's popular but that's just kind of like it almost feels like hell to say okay you've reached the end of your like arc but we want you too badly like so once more you have to go through this and once more you have to like yeah and it seemed like it was even worse this time around <laughs> but no um he gets a sword and a bike or like his bike comes back to life after dying last time. I think he gets reborn. Oh, his bike died. Oh shit. Yeah. Cause that was his bike from before, but like it got brought back to life and mutated, I think. Okay. But no, it felt like, um, weird, but that's not the main point of today. Um, for black RX, this was the end of the franchise for like 12 years until comrade Kuga. Oh shit. In the interim there was like three movies. Um but no, like yeah, like this was the last Kamen Rider for a while and what happened? Was it like was it a bad show or do you know why it took so long for it to come back? I think just ratings, the franchise just kind of went on hiatus. There was like Sentai was going the whole time, so like that's why you have like nonstop Power Rangers. Um they had those three movies, uh Kamen Rider Shin, Kamen Rider Zo, Kamen Rider J that were each, like, the big budget, like, appeal to adults ones. Um, and then you also had, like, Ultraman was on the air during this time. You had Metal Hero, which... Um, so basically, Metal Hero is running through the 80s and the 90s, but around the time that franchise gets canceled, one season later is when Kamen Rider comes back, like, full-time, like, since then. So I think it's just that they were full of slots. They just were like, this is the, like, low performing franchise we have two other franchises kind of thing it just like wasn't on wasn't on tv for years okay so let's actually move to its adaptation masked rider so this is the first and only one of two times where common rider has been brought to like an american audience i think it's definitely the more interesting if less successful of the two so you said this was the first one or the second one this is the first one of two. So there is one that happens after. What was the second one? So the third of the like 
of the like new generation 2000s Kamen Riders, um, Kamen Rider Ryuki. We've not looked at it yet, but um, it's the show that kind of changed what Kamen Rider was and like brought in the concept of like having like conflicts versus riders. Like it had like a rider war was like the main plot line. It got like adapted into Kamen Rider Dragon Knight around 2009, 2008. Okay, I missed that. It's almost weirder than like Mass Rider because Mass Rider feels like it's playing for an audience. Comrade Dragon Knight feels like it doesn't know what it is. What, but uh, it's probably a better show. What channel was this on? CW Kids. Oh wow! I I don't know. Yeah, like I was like in high school by the time it premiered, so I was just like aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching Comrade Rider, so I probably should have been more aware of it or more excited about it, but I just wasn't. But no. So, Mass Rider. Uh, what was your first impression looking at Mass Rider after seeing Black and Black RX? And just like... The funny thing is, I think um, it had to be a couple of months ago uh, before we started this pod. We started this pod in what month? We, have you been doing this for five months so far? Uh, yeah. Okay, so I might have checked this first episode out back then. Uh... Yeah, I checked it out before our first pod, and that's why I was so familiar. But, I mean, it's such a funny story. Like, you know, you have this kid, kind of feel like a Superman-ish story for some reason. <laughs> felt <laughs> like they were on Krypton in the beginning. But uh, I thought it was a lighthearted, um, kind of reminded me of, you know, watching this when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe I saw every single episode because, you know, we didn't really have streaming back then. So I kind of tuned in whenever I could. If I got there on time, but it was fun. Uh, can't really be too picky with shows like these. It's just funny, like going back and you know watching it as an adult and not realizing that it's two different shows into one. Um, Furbus is a goat. <laughs> Dicks, yeah, Dicks. I don't know what it is about Furbus. He just kind of like brings energy to the show, even though he's a corny character and he's super annoying. He kind of brings energy when it's kind of like down. Uh, I would say this family uh element is very forward thinking for the nineties. Um, you have an Asian mom, a white father, and uh, a black adopted kid, and then you have an alien son with a freaking <laughs> alien alien pet. Like this is very forward thinking for a show that took place in the nineties. And uh, yeah, what'd you think? No, um, there's a lot to unpack, but. So I don't don't think I was like a huge fan of the show. Like I like remember having one of the action figures for like a form that he gets later on. That's the like yellow one, right? Form or whatever. Yeah, the yellow one. I was so confused because I I remember I, as a kid, like you said, I wasn't really into the show, but I was always attracted to this suit. Like this is I had this action figure, I had the yellow one, and I had the bike, and I don't really remember any any of the plot points. I just thought they looked really cool, and I wanted to have them. So I'm glad we have the same uh, relationship with the show. <laughs> no, yeah, um, like actually, uh, just um, that picture right there. Yeah, that's it right there, the yellow one. And yeah, uh, so um, for Black RX, like it's a good show to adapt because it was um, the character that suits great. It has like a great bike. It has like the car. It has a sword, and um, like it has um, he's the first rider who has multiple forms he can use regularly so he gets like um the gold form and the blue form and i remember that gold form oh so all of these is pretty much him transforming into different rider suits uh yeah oh, um, he's like the sick. first rider that can do that 
Oh, that's super sick. I didn't even realize that as a kid. I thought it was... Actually, I can't even say I didn't realize that as a kid because I don't really remember what the fuck happened, but um, that's pretty awesome. Um, no, probably both thinking of that same toy of the um, like gold form that we had or something. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, but damn, that's that's so cool. Um, I thought it was also cool on the show when they had like had. I, I think the villain was an insectoid. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode was like a robot. Yeah. So I like the the different uh characters, but the best one was the fucking maggots <laughs> in high school. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> no, we need to like go through this with a comb, but no. Um <laughs> So like in Beetleborgs and like in some other shows, this show has its own custom for America grunt character like putties like stand-ins and in this show they're the maggots (laughs) and they're kind of cool looking honestly like they're not a bad design but they're just like this bumbling insect monster who just like gets into food fight like and it's so funny like it's it's literally two shows going on at one time because you have like the downgraded rider suit that you know we we have for like high school fights (laughs) fights in a (laughs) high school and the downgraded suits like the maggots versus the insectoid and the robot when you have the actual action sequences. And then yeah. you have the footage of, um, what was his name? Captain Dragon or some shit like that. Count Dragon. Count Dragon. Yeah. And then versus, you know, the one from the uh, RX show. And at points, Count Dragon looks like his mouth is just moving. And he's not really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. What the hell's going on? And then you have the uh what's her name? Nefira? Uh Yeah, Neferia or whatever. Yeah, Neferia hat is, yeah. is in full cosplay of the version from the RX show. So there's a lot going on in Mass Rider. And that's sure. like another reason why it was like picked, because it, it was despite being eight years old and using all those eight year old effects from Japan, they like liked it, it like had like the whole scenes of them in their spaceship talking with their like lieutenants and stuff like that was very like reminiscent of like zed and rita but no um so we should go back a little bit um so the first thing that hits us about this show is the like that opening song which is just this dude saying mast rider mast rider mast rider you gotta plug that in (laughs) yeah Uh, and it's just the laziest intro song because like fucking like big bad beetle borgs or like go go power rangers Mm -hmm. they at least took some effort this is just like spoken word like intro (laughs) oh man we complained like during zero one in the first like episode two like oh where's like the intro like music but it would have been better to have a cold open for the first episode than just be like the plots being explained and then we go back and we do the plot again. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the first episode. Yeah, I feel like they're like, we didn't do uh, that too well. Let's redo it. <laughs> and then they kept giving exposition throughout because it came off convoluted in episode one. But uh, I think yeah. it stuck the second time around a lot better than they did the first. I'm like, what the hell's going on right now? What planet is this? Who's this kid? That's his uncle? It was just so much like boom, 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 boom. So many things happen at the same time. And Dex like is a is like one positive, one negative. Dex is a perfect alien, but not abnormal in like a high school setting name. Like that sounds like a normal name, but also like an alien name. 
But um, I love how the kids actor. kept telling him, like, we got to fix your English. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, talking Shakespearean and, you know, like, he's from, like, the, ni- the 19th century or whatever. Like, I don't know, like, if he downloaded the English language before he came to Earth, like, Fifth Element style or what. But this kid, this kid was on one for sure. <laughs> but, like, his actor in the opening when he's smiling, like, now... I would rather use the term that we use more commonly in the U.S. for like a pedophile, but like um, he looks like a sex pest. Like <laughs> that just feels like a much more apt term for the way he just smiles slowly yeah. at the camera, and I'm just like, oh wow, like I feel bad for you. But and like his planet, it has like a Mars filter, despite the fact that it's not Mars. And I was just like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's just like it has to be space, it has to be Mars, but. There's a, they have questionable effects in the show, and like it's like the basic plot of the first episode is he gets sent to Earth to stop the planet from being <laughs> enslaved. Uh, but there's a scene where um, his grandfather's like, "Hey, I'm gonna put you in some Earth clothes," and it's just the clothes from RX. Yeah. Like they took the props, so he, just so they could reuse like cosplay the scenes of the guy in like space, basically from like the show from eight years ago. Did you catch when, like, he goes into space, but, like, his head isn't put in the fireball? So it's just, like, his upper body and his, like, bottom is, like, a fireball and he's, like, flying into space? Yeah. That was that was very weird. It was, it was even more weirder than what happened in RX. I just love how, like, in the 90s, whenever you have, like, a, a show like this, like, I think the the prank that they were trying to do was, like, dump slime on, like, yeah, the Yeah, like, I wrote that in my notes, too. I'm like, what happened to those days? Do kids even still do shit like that? Like, <laughs> they took the time to make fucking slime to dump it on their, this girl's head. Oh, there were, man. like, three peak 90s things. It was, like, slime joke. The dad was a bumbling inventor. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, forgot that right? was, like, a trope back in the 90s. And the girl, like, the neighbor asshole girl, um, something that like she did that like was a weird throwback like where I was like smelling a smell from like my childhood was that like she liked to like wear like floral hats and like floral hat like denim dress combos and I was like oh this is a thing that's like embedded in my mind from like the 90s yeah. like Kimmy Gibbler shit where I was like oh yeah I forgot that like this is just like a way you code a character like from back then yeah, and another trope I just realized, like, going through all the tropes, we should probably keep going, was, uh, like, yeah. nerds are the only people that have allergies. Like, <laughs> the dad kept sneezing because of the, because yeah. <laughs> Like, nerds are, are the only people that has allergies. Like, that's that was pretty wild. <laughs> you, you like Furbus, but Herbie was the fucking goat. He was, like, a grunge nerd. He's yeah. This kid who's he was, like, kind of, like, bulk, but, like, yeah. nerdy. Like, he just yeah. made the switch right before high school. <laughs> And he had a girlfriend. He's like, oh, this shit's working. <laughs> he's like dating, but not dating like the like girl, bad guy, antagonist, whatever. But he's just like the most like if he was alive, not that the actor's not alive. If <laughs> if he was around now with that same look, he would be like, if that dude went to college now or like went on Tumblr now, he would get all kinds of laid. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, I was like, Herbie. Guys wish he was, guys wish that they were being undersold. Yeah. Like, his like grunge vest and his hair and stuff. Like, Herbie, you should like just have been bored 10, 15 years later. 
Yeah, he was ahead of his time for sure. There's some gags that are like cool, like where he bites like the juice box and stuff. Oh and... yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that's actually in the opening, right? They used that clip. Yeah, because they were like, oh. We did one good joke. We should use it every episode. Oh, yeah. That's another one that they used a lot back in the 90s was like feeding the dog under the table. Like that was always in like 90s movies growing up. <laughs> but no, like um, the whole like adopted like family, like that very like Captain Planet diversity thing, which is like, oh, yeah, like we all hang out. Like, you know, yeah, like, it was very interesting. Um, I felt like they had all these fun jokes for like the kid Albie where he was like, a real life superhero alien bug. That kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he was like the comic relief kind of. He was he, I just keep thinking of him saying, We gotta teach you English. <laughs> yeah. I love that it was the black kid saying it. He's just like, bro, calm that shit down, bro. <laughs> like, why are you being extra right now? Chill out. <laughs> when he like lands in a crater in their yard and then the mom is like my petunias oh yeah like we didn't even talk about the family being so like welcoming like this motherfucker just landed yeah. from space and you get, already got him inside your house having dinner like I, and then, like, I, think, I like, think it was a point in like the second episode they're like well if Dex shows up <laughs> then he just walks in the house <laughs> um, Dex yeah. you're back you're like how does motherfucker get a key or is your door like always unlocked? Like it was so much going on in the nineties. It might have been because like it was just like peak like neighbor coming in your house and like eating food and being like, oh yeah. hey, that um, was like every show like Urkel or whatever, like Kimmy Gibbler yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that was definitely like a trope back in the nineties for sure. <laughs> One thing that was weird to me was that the news was super aware of what was going on. Like there's this point like where like the newscaster says this. Um, a creature of unknown origin is waging a siege of terror upon our city. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Who talks like that? <laughs> yeah, then they had like a town hall meeting at the high school. Because why? Because no set pieces. <laughs> that was funny. And that like first monster they used, that first monster that was like made of like scrap metal, that was from a different movie. Like that was from one of the movies in the 90s, not from the show. Like if you like pictures I sent you, like uh, that first one, that... um far right common rider mm-hmm. like you can tell in like some pictures it's like oh this is like a different suit in a different scene and she's like okay like they just really didn't care about that kind of stuff yeah I could, but the the insectoid suit were from the old show that was pretty sick though i did like that but uh yeah that was a movie so did yeah, you did you like, did you stick around and listen to the commentary after the episodes <laughs> wait what it was like you know like during the end credits like Oh, like the blooper reel, like oh, well, like Furbus find love or yeah, that was so fucking funny. It was like, well, this silver thing, go over here and blah blah blah. Well, Furbus on next episode, (laughs) that was too funny. You could say what you will about Money War from Power Rangers, but it at least like internally had some like consistency of tone, where like I don't feel like this did. And, like, there's some stuff where it's like, oh, like, Ectophase Activate just isn't as cool as it's Morphin Time or whatever, you know? Like, there's just lots of stuff that felt like it was them painting, like, one-to-one to match, but without, like, the same kind of, like, charm in a lot of cases. Yeah, I was surprised to see that uh, this show was actually made by Saban. I didn't know that. Yeah. You would think um, they like, would it, know it better, had, you know? It had, like, a three-part, like, backdoor pilot where, like, Alpha is friends with 
Dex's grandfather and they send the Power Rangers to the planet to help them be liberated or whatever. You have like each Power Ranger is like on the planet and they're fighting alongside the Masked Rider and stuff. It's like, okay, that's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. If you were a fan from Japan, you'd be like, why is this character from the 80s working with these Rangers (laughs) from like three different shows right now on Mars? What's going on? And, like, Dex sounds so lame when he fights, where he's like, Aya, Aya. Oh, my God. I forgot to bring that up. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was the God, most annoying right? part of the show was, Ugh, ah, ah, I'm like, bro. Like, ain't nobody for, fighting like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody making that much noise when they yeah. fight. <laughs> it's a problem with Power Rangers, but at least when, like, we were watching it, like, as his kids like it like they were getting people that could like do kicks in jeans for their like weird like playground fights. Yeah. So like they could actually get like real athletic grunts from them at least. But he didn't sound like he was like actually exerting himself. He was just like Yeah, speaking uh, of pedophile <laughs> volume up. Uh, uh. <laughs> that might have been too much. <laughs> but uh I remember Tommy's cadence like like it was yesterday. Ah, si- ah, si- 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 ah. Yeah. <laughs> his was cool. I liked his cadence. This kid, Dex, he needs some work. And like, I like partially feel bad. It's like in like our last episode, like I mentioned how like I like over the course of 20 episodes, seeing the actor for Aruto grow into the character and be able to like express his emotion. I feel bad for this teenager who had to play this character with like a bunch of like chopped together, like footage and probably no real like coaching. You could, yeah, you could tell there was no direction for his show. Like, they kind of just like, well, Power Rangers work, let's just do this. And the rest is history. There's so much stuff where, like, I see why they picked it. Like, when he gets, like, his bike at his car, and the bike is, like, a fast-talking, like, New Yorker dude, and the car wants to fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. The car is, like, a, like, sultry female voice, and it's like, oh, why do you come inside me, and we'll go and drive here? Like, I'm not even joking, though. Like, she's like, oh, like, look inside me. And I was like, what? Yeah, you ever see those What's YouTube videos on? when they're, like, showing, like, clips of how, you know, the government is sending subliminal messages to kids? This was a, an example, for sure. Come inside me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had no clue where you were going with that statement. So I just, like, had to, I, like, my brain's not working anymore. There's like, what? What do you think I was about to say? I thought you were about to go like full like conspiracy oh, theorist. Like, I wish. <laughs> oh, like like you notice the Illuminati like, triangle the in the back. Like you like what the fuck. <laughs> uh, I wish I had something. Honestly, like I would love if Mass Rider was like an Illuminati like brainwashing tool. That would at least and give us something interesting to talk about. Taking over. One more cool thing, like. From my notes, like each of the monsters is like in like a tube that's like an action figure and then gets like thrown down to earth. That is cool as shit. That is a yeah, cool like Count Dragon has an awesome collection of monsters. <laughs> like his decor is on fleek. This show would go on to be like 40 episodes. And in the last episode, they actually reused the footage from the last episode of RX where all of the old common riders from the 70s come back, but hmm. they like name them wrong. So like there's like one common rider that's like um called called Skyrider who's very clearly like has like wings and they like call him common rider three and they call like another rider that has like a three on him like common rider like 
red kind of thing. It's just like a bunch of like, oh, this isn't even like you tried to have the names match. Okay, yeah, because I'm on the fandom right now, and it's like Red Ranger, Black Ranger, Blue Ranger, Yellow Ranger. I'm like, is this just mixed up with the? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, and like um, the show kind of still has us like a legacy, I guess, because in the recent comics they mentioned the planet, like the like Power Rangers comics, like they probably can't use the characters or the suit, but. It has like some weird mark on the canon and the current stuff, but this is like a weird artifact for the most part. And it has my favorite ending though, because this show, these first two episodes end with Furbus winking at the camera, and I like want to scream. <laughs> Furbus is a nightmare. Did you notice like this. when he was eating under the table, it was like a different arm <laughs> that he was? Like... Yes, <laughs> like from off screen. <laughs> Oh man, the stuff they got away with. Jesus. Cause you couldn't watch the episodes again to like be like, oh look at that. Like you couldn't pause it, like you couldn't go back. Yeah. Now you can. They got away with so much in the nineties for sure. Like nobody knew that there was like a like um a, a like dick and little mermaid until they could like <clears throat> rewind it, you know? Mm-hmm. No. Uh so what are your final thoughts on Master Rider? I'm like low key tempted about like watching it every now and then, like when I'm about to go to bed or something, just to see like what else. Cause this, these two episodes were kind of entertaining. I mean, it wasn't like plot driven or, you know, thought provoking, but it was pretty funny. Like I, I actually felt like a kid again. How about you? It's a real throwback. Like we should definitely look at um, these shows because there's lots of ones. Like there's, um, how oh, there's that like guitar one. I forget what it's about, but like I just like remember it was like this kid was playing guitar and like the opening song and like going into his computer kind of thing. Kind of like Beetleborgs, for example. Was that like, there's the lots Ultraman of good, like, nostalgia one? there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that one. I used to watch that one too. Yeah, that was based off the one that was like the anime last year, Gridman, I think, now that you mention it. Mm-hmm. But no, um, yeah, there's like lots of just very watchable for their time kind of stuff. And I don't even know what you would find. Like, for all I know, like episode nine of this show could just be like a like recruitment video for like the Illuminati. <laughs> no one's looking. Yeah, it aired once. Uh, but no, uh, but any like last thoughts or? Uh, we should definitely do this again. <laughs> I'm down. That's my last. Yeah, time. we should look at like some of these shows. Um, and sp- speaking of for next time, um, we are looking at Comrade Zero One twenty three and twenty four for the next episode, episode sixteen. And James, where can they find you? You can find me at PopcoNet on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And where can they find you, bro? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. And you can find the podcast at Common Ride With Me. And you can check our website, CommonRideWithMe.com. Get an email at podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com. As always, for a shout-out on the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And yeah, so what kind of crimes does Furbus commit? Uh, breaking and entering <laughs> yeah just like do like a B and E with purpose <laughs> and I have the episode time <laughs>